and welcome to Between the Likes. I'm Amanda Lauren. Today, I'm so excited to welcome our first guest, Jasmine Roth of HGTV's Help, I Wrecked My House. If you haven't seen this show yet, it is really, really good. If you are not good at DIYs, if your DIYs have ended in disaster, just watch this and realize there are people far worse at DIY than you are. Um, This was a great interview. To be completely honest, we did it over a month ago. Um, And we did it remotely because of the whole, I don't know, the whole COVID thing in case you missed it. Uh, But the sound quality is pretty good. And she talks about the show. She talks about being in quarantine, filming while pregnant, um, which is really impressive, as well as some of her best advice for anyone renovating right now. So don't miss it. It's a great interview. If you like the show, please do me a favor. Please hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen on. Rate, review. If you want to put this in your stories, I will restory you. And as always, if you want to get in touch, my Instagram is at It's Amanda Lauren. Thanks again to Jasmine Roth for being my first guest. So I love your new show. Um, by the way, great title, Help I Wrecked My House. Great name. Um, you know, can you, can you tell me a little bit about it? Sure. So, I mean, the, the name is indicative of what the show is about. And, you know, for years, I've been helping homeowners make their houses less generic, you know, um, bringing their houses to be more custom and make them feel more like it's their own home and like they feel comfortable, but also like really proud of their house. And during that process, I've come across these people who are just overly ambitious and I get it because I'm, I'm right there with them, but they just, they watch HGTV, they watch YouTube. They think, you know what? It doesn't look that hard. I can do that. And then they go for it, which I think is really cool in theory, but they get carried away and they literally wreck their house. And so, I mean, some of these episodes are extreme examples, but I think that pretty much all of us have done something in our house uh, at some point where we're like, oh man, I shouldn't have tried this myself. And now you have to call somebody to come help you and probably spend more money and more time than you would have if you hadn't, if you just you know, called somebody in the first place. Um, so it's kind of about that. And then it's also, you know, it's about that, but it's kind of also about that redemption of realizing like, okay, I'm not crazy. Like this really was too much for me to take on. And, you know, now I've seen a professional do it and maybe I could do it, but, or maybe I just realized that like, rewiring a whole house for electrical or installing all new windows in my home is just way out of my realm. And I need to like stay in my lane. That's, that's an amazing, amazing description of it. And obviously you filmed it before the pandemic. And I feel like, do you feel like this is such an appropriate time, like for the show to, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel for this show to come out? Because I think a lot of people are doing DIYs, especially because their contractor, you can't even book a contractor now or get supplies in, in any sort of normal time frame. whether you're spending the most or the least. Everything is just booked and delayed. Oh, more than ever. And I think, you know, yes, people, it's a perfect timing because people are trying to do things themselves. And I think this show is a great way for people to see like, okay, these are the things I can do. These are the ways that I can make my house feel 
really updated and really different and really custom and make me love it again. Because I mean, we're all spending so much time in our houses right now. So like if something's broken or something's been bugging you, chances are at this point, you're like ready to take it on yourself. But at the same time, I mean, it's also a great way for people to be like, okay, that project is too big. And if I do this, I'm going to wreck my house and I'm going to have to, you know, really be in trouble and yeah, just yell help because I don't know what to do. Um, and so I think it's, it's just an interesting concept because we've all been there. And yeah, I think this is a, the perfect time for the show to air. It, it really is. Let me ask, what are some DIY? Obviously, everyone has their own scope of skills and experience, but what are things people should just absolutely never attempt to do on their own? Well, I think it's the list of things that like I would never attempt to do on my own. And I think anybody that's watched my show or, you know, follows me on social media knows that there's a lot of things that I would attempt to do on my own. (laughs) So (laughs) if I'm not going to touch it, I don't think really anybody, unless they have some like previous experience or like their dad's an electrician, you know, I I just, okay. So here's the list. Um, Mm -hmm. Plumbing for the most part, plumbing is something I believe you should call a plumber for. And There's a lot of reasons, but basically if you have a leak, you're going to ruin your house. If you have a gas leak, you're going to blow up your house, not to be overly (laughs) dramatic, but literally it's so dangerous. And I mean, there are like a few little things you can do and you could probably watch a DIY video and like figure it out. But for the most part, plumbing is one of the things that I never touch. Um, Another thing that just scares the crap out of me personally is electrical. And I mean, yes, if you're going to change out a wall sconce, Um, I've changed one out this past weekend and I felt really proud of myself. But other than that, I mean, if you're getting into electrical, if you're trying to add an outlet or you like really like trying to mess with your house at all, just don't, it's just a bad idea. It's dangerous. You don't want to burn your house down in the future. You don't have to worry about it. You know what I mean? And so like, there's a reason that people are professional electricians and professional plumbers and that's their career and that's what they do. Um, and so those are like the main two things that I'm like, just don't mess with it. That's, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Let me ask, what are some projects that people, again, you know, everyone has their own scope of skill. Um, but what are things that most people can attempt with a, you know, a little bit of HGTV, a little bit of YouTube, a little bit of Googling, what are, what are those things that people can do? So I think that carpentry is a good place for people to start and not like crazy, you know, I'm going to build a whole house carpentry, but, um, you know, if you, if you're, if something breaks and you need to fix like a cabinet door or, um, you know, you want to lay some new flooring down or, I mean, these are all again, still very ambitious projects. Um, but you can, because carpentry is not dangerous, first of all, I mean, unless you're misusing the tools, um, but also like it just, you just have to take your time and you have to measure and you have to think ahead, um, and watch a ton of videos and read, read manuals and like actually do that. I've seen homeowners that I'm just like blown away by the things that they've been able to accomplish without any previous experience. So I think that's a good place to start, but Honestly, I mean, I think the most bang for your buck as a homeowner is paint. And paint is one of those things. I mean, I had one homeowner this season. So um, they had completely torn apart the inside of their house to the point where like they could, they just, they couldn't even go inside because it was compromised. It was dangerous. Oh wow! Um, And so I went in, 
really just tackled the inside of their house and my entire team. I mean, it took literally like every single one of my trades in there um, to even get it safe again. Um, but while we were doing that, they're like, Hey, so um, do you have any budget for like the exterior of the house? And I'm like, did you see what you did to your house? No, I can't mm-hmm. touch the exterior. They're like, okay, so um, this weekend we're going to paint it. And I'm like, you know what? Great. Go for it. Like that is a good thing for you to do. And they did over the weekend, they painted their house. It looked so much better. Um, and just, you know, that is an update that it made sense for them to take on. So paint is something I say, yes, 100% go for it. Carpentry is something that if you have, you know, the time, I would say go for it as well. You know, one thing that I noticed in the the screener, which I think was the second episode, um, that they had done their whole kitchen. And I was really... Um, I was really impressed actually. Yeah. I mean, listen, you're seeing it on TV and you can't really see things up close, but it might've been one of the best DIY kitchen jobs I've other I've ever seen other than, you know, the, the missing backsplash, et cetera. But have any, have you seen some houses where certain rooms are a disaster and others are like, wow, you really installed that entire kitchen properly. Yeah, I think it's actually really common because, you know, if usually if you are skilled enough to install a whole kitchen, for example, um, you're going to have that kitchen completely finished. But then as you go into the bathroom, that's where it was like, ooh, okay, like you, you run out of skill at some point or you run out of the ability to do it yourself at some point. And whenever you hit that, that wall, <laughs> which uh, whenever you hit that point, it's tough mm-hmm. to uh, go any further. So for those homeowners, for example, they did an awesome job. And yeah, their kitchen looks really good. Uh, but then when it came time to do, you know, to get their bathroom and hopefully get it to the same level of being finished, they didn't even know where to start because it's a totally different skill set. And they realized that like, yeah, they had enough skill to do the kitchen, but they definitely didn't have enough to finish their bathroom. So I think, um, yeah, everybody just kind of has a threshold of like what they're capable of completing. And when you reach that threshold, whatever else is left over is what's going to be just a mess in your house. Yeah, absolutely. So there was one thing I noticed in this episode, which was that, and this happens obviously, you know, listen, I love HGTV, but there's always a little bit of a formula to, to all the makeover shows, which is that, you know, with their bathroom, their contractor, their plumber did the plumbing entirely wrong. And you were saying that it could have caused, you know, major water damage in their house. And what actually what really surprised me and what I found was a really was a very real moment. Um, because we all know reality TV is edited when you said they didn't want me to record the call. And I'm like, oh wow, that must have been bad. In cases like that, and, you know, there's always, like, a pivot. There's always, like, something goes wrong, but that happens in real life. What do these people end up doing with these, you know, contractors or workers that did things before you came in and did them the wrong way? Like, are they held accountable? I was just sort of curious. Do they end up going crazy on them, which I think would actually make a great behind-the-scenes show of people just yelling at their <laughs> contractors and plumbers that didn't like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so tough. In that case, in particular, the contractor they had hired, and I say contractor in like air quotes because he wasn't licensed. 
And wow. he, yeah, he was somebody that they had found that was like, you know what? I can do this for you. No, you don't need to pull permits. No, don't worry about the whole licensing thing. Like I'll do it way cheaper and I'll do it just as good. So the problem with that is obviously he didn't do it just as good and he didn't pull any permits and he did it completely incorrect. And it would have, I mean, had they put that bathroom back together as it is, they put their guest bath back together and we had to rip the entire thing out. And if they had gotten their master bathroom to that scene, we would have had to rip that whole thing out as well. So, I mean, it cost them so much more money, but they have no like retribution. Like they have no ability to go back because they didn't pull permits <laughs> and they don't, they don't, there's no contractors licensing board to go back to. There's nothing. They have no, nobody to fall back to. So yeah, I don't really know what their thought was behind that. I think it was kind of just like close your eyes and hope for the best and it'll work itself out. Um, but hopefully if nothing else, by watching the show, people will realize like there's a reason that you pull permits. There's a reason that you get inspections and there's also a reason that you use licensed trades. It, it's just silly not to, because it may seem like you're going to save money, but you're not, you're just not, even if they do the, even if they do the work, right. You're still not going to save money because at some point you're going to have the city or an inspector uh, catch wind of the fact that you didn't do an inspection, even if it's 10 years later and they're going to make you pay for all of that and bring it up to the current code. So it's kind of a really, really slippery slope. Oh, Um, it's it's tough. Yeah, and actually, that happened to my parents when they were selling their apartment in New York. They didn't end up closing a permit, and they had been living there for like thirty years. And my father is Mister Organized, and it was just like an oversight, and it created a ton of problems for them. So I, I'm that is definitely very, very real. Of it gets yeah. you, you know one way or another. And people obviously do this to add value to their home. And if it's not done right in the inspection, it then actually decreases the value. A hundred percent. Yep. And I mean, in this case, these, these poor homeowners, they didn't want me to record the call. They were not only devastated because, you know, they thought they had all, they had extra money to use in other parts of their renovation and in their life. And I had to ask them for that extra money but they were also, I think, just like a little bit embarrassed, you know, because yeah. I think we're all down to like save the money and kind of like maybe cut a corner here and there. But when it doesn't work out and it's so in your face that like they should have just done it right from the beginning, um, it was tough for them to come to terms with that. And, you know, I, I did, I think me being there helped. Um, and it was a really hard conversation to have with them. But um, it it was oh it was it was tough yeah. I mean, let me ask you. A lot of people do that to save money, or they do things themselves to save money. What are what are other things like? What are things that like people can really cheap out on that they think that they have to spend a lot of money on? Whether it's appliances or decor or things like that, where people are under the impression you have to have the best when in fact, like you really don't. Yeah, I mean that's a great question, and that's something that I help my clients with all the time because there's kind of like there's a few things that have like a stigma where you're like, oh, well, I have to get name brands or I have to, you know. So I think tile is one of the big things that people are under the impression that like, 
if you get name brand tile or like there's different like echelons of tile. And really at the end of the day, like tile is tile. So, I mean, I would encourage people to um, think about like what their budget is. And then like, if you like the look of marble, right. But you don't have Carrera or Calcutta marble in your budget, go look at the hardware store and see what porcelain tile options that are available that look just like marble and are actually going to wear better than marble. Um, but you can install for a lot less and still have that really beautiful look that you're going for, but actually stay within your budget as well. So oh, yeah, I think tile is one of those. One of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is flooring. So flooring mm-hmm. is, something that I think um, has come a long way over the years. And I've seen it, you know, I, I deal with flooring every single day. I pick out flooring. I, every single day I'm surrounded by different, like new flooring options. Um, luxury, luxury vinyl flooring is what I install in like 99% of my projects. And I think there's, a, again, people are like, ew, vinyl floors. Like, why would I put that in my house? Like, I don't want that. I want wood. And it's like, I know that you think you want wood, <laughs> but look at these floors. And like most of the time people can't tell the difference. Um, it's less, it's much less expensive, but it also, again, like the durability is there. It wears so much better and it goes in easier. So the installation is less expensive and literally you can take a piece of engineered hardwood and put it next to a piece of luxury vinyl and you can't tell the difference except for one is waterproof and scratch proof and you don't have to even worry about stains or anything like that. So those are two things that I've been able to help my clients um, over the years really just kind of overcome this like stigma of like, I need expensive marble and I need hardwood floors. It's like, no, you don't necessarily need those things. And for from a resale perspective, um, durability is also really important. So it's important for um, people to keep that in mind. No, I, I think you make a really, a really good point with that about flooring. It's like, there are so many, there's just so, it's just so easy to copy it. I also think it's more, a lot of people, there's no way to have everything completely sustainable. Um, but obviously hardwood is not great for the environment. Classic hardwood. Right. Yep. Um, I'm with you there. Let me ask. So spill the tea a little bit on this season of the show. What what are some things that people can expect to see, learn? What are the highlights? Okay. So um, this show, obviously, I was really pregnant. <laughs> and I think that it, it, was, it was pretty cool to make a show while being pregnant. Um, I think that there, it made me do things that I wouldn't normally do. And it kept me from doing things I would normally do. So, um, if you've watched my shows in the past, hidden potential, especially I'm so hands-on and I'm in there, I'm ripping the house apart. I'm with my guys and like, you know, bringing in all my friends and different trades and all these different things. I, I couldn't do that nearly as much while being pregnant because just by design, a construction site is not really somewhere that is cohesive to being pregnant. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's just not, it's not the best spot. So, um, yeah, so by design, I had to think outside of the box a little bit. And so I left my team to do a lot of the construction work and I was able to think really strategically and intentionally about things that would make, um, these homeowners lives like easier and just a little bit more, um, I don't know, make their house, make them love their house again, because in all of these instances, they literally had wrecked their house 
And not only had they wrecked their house, but like their relationships were, they were struggling. They were having um, trouble like moving forward. And it's tough if you come home every day and you have this like looming project that you just don't know how to move forward. Um, and you see it every single day as this reminder of like something that you've kind of failed at. It sucks. So being able to not only fix their house and make it safe and make, you know, everything nice and new, but also being able to make their house uh, really special and somewhere that they love again and can be proud of. And um, so I think what viewers will appreciate are some of these, we call them like special projects. That's what I call them. But some of these things that I was able to do um, for these families, I mean, in one of the episodes, um, my client, she was, she was nine months pregnant. Like she was ready to pop (laughs) and being pregnant myself. um, I was able to help her with her nursery. And that was so special. Um, And just do little things that they weren't, you know, they weren't expensive. I didn't spend a lot of money because she needed to spend the money on other things that she had to take care of. Um, But being able to just do little like DIY type projects where um, I know it meant a lot to her and to her husband and hopefully to their, they're now baby boy, um, oh. but <laughs> being able to just help these families like love their house again. I actually thought you being pregnant was a really great part of the show because I found it. Um, I mean, I don't have kids. We're going to start trying next year, but I'm just like, this is so empowering to see what a pregnant woman can do. Because I think that one, it's unusual to see women doing the actual labor. As I said, like I saw you with power tools and I was really impressed, but also I just, (laughs) it's even though you had to be really intentional, I just found it. So have other people given you that feedback that it was so empowering that you were pregnant during this entire thing? I mean, yeah, actually they have. And I was like, Oh, thank you. You know, like I think, um, I kind of surprised myself. I, this is obviously my first pregnancy and I didn't know what to expect and being able to work while being pregnant, being able to actually still feel like myself and being able to, um, you know, keep my, keep my company running, which was really important and, um, just helping people, which is what it's all about for me, uh, was, was probably one of the best parts of my pregnancy. And, it really kept my mind off of just, you know, it's not the most comfortable time of your life. I'll, I'll just throw it out there. Um, but being able to be surrounded by my team and um, give up control a little bit, but also just do the things I could do and do other things that maybe I wouldn't have done before was really, it was really special. And it was fun to share that experience with my whole team. So that was, it was pretty cool. It, I mean, it was amazing. One, two more questions before I let you go back to that episode, because there was something in there I just remembered that I thought was really interesting in that bathroom, which was the mural that you did in her, like with her neck adjacent to her above the soaking tub. Um, that was, I just thought that was so, I mean, I know murals are very big for children's rooms and nurseries right now. Um, what made you think to do that in the bathroom? Cause I thought it was such an interesting specific choice. I also thought you might've done it because of the budget, but I was very curious to know, I'm like, this just, there's a very specific reason behind this. Cause it's such a creative idea. Thank you. Yeah. I love a good mural and 
So I actually did something really similar in my own house. Um, mm-hmm. And it's always been something that's been really special to my husband and I. So I was like, I think that I, when I started to think about finishing the bathroom, I was like, okay, I'm going to put on these walls, you know? And I wanted to do something that was big that filled up the walls and everything just kind of fell a little flat. Like I wasn't excited until I thought of, I was like, what if I did, and it's basically a giant sticker, right? So if they're ever sick of it, they just peel it right off. It's not a big deal. But I was like, what if I did like a vinyl mural, like a wall covering that is a family photo that reminds them of like what's important and really makes that bathroom feel like it's theirs, right? Because that was the whole thing. Like nobody else is going to go in that bathroom other than them. And um, being able to have that just like beautiful memory of they, they took that photo while I was working on their house. So they actually had the time to step away from their project and go take family photos. And so they sent me the photos. I don't think they expected me to do that with the family photos, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but um, yeah, I think, you know, I just honestly installed a black and white mural in my new house here that I just moved into what three weeks ago. Um, And it's just kind of one of those things that in the right spot, I think can make a huge impact and just be really fun. It's, I mean, I just, it was just like such, it looked so upscale. It looked so cool. I was very, very impressed. Um, let me ask you, was it, what has it been like promoting this show, um, you know, during a pandemic after just having a baby? Is it sort of easier because you're not, you know, making the rounds on like GMA and today and all of those? Oh my goodness. It's so interesting that you asked that because it's so funny. I woke up this morning and I was like, huh, like what a different experience because all of the other seasons of my show, I, I've done just that. I've flown to New York. I've been on the morning shows, um, you know, and it's great and it's fun. And this is also great and fun. And, you know, this morning I got to hang out with my baby and I walked her across the street to my mom's and I came back and ate breakfast with my husband because he's also working from home. And then we started work together. And, uh, you know, he's in his office and I'm in another part of the house, but I think that it's just, it is what it is. And we're all in this same boat together and that helps. Um, but there's definitely silver lining, right? So it's been tough to promote the show because I feel a little bit like, huh, like maybe we're missing out. Right. And uh, honestly, I mean, I don't know if you heard, but the very Brady renovation was nominated for an Emmy, which I had a huge part in that as well. And that's so exciting. And I'm like, of course, the year that we're nominated for an Emmy, like the Emmys are virtual, you know, I I can't even drive up to LA and go, you know, and it's like, it's just things like that, where it's like, I don't know if I'm missing out, or if it's actually just the new normal, and it's that much better. And so I think it's just a matter of like, focusing on the positive, the glass is half full, and realizing that like, yeah, I'm not doing the morning shows. I'm not traveling across the country, but I'm also home here with my baby. And I have an opportunity to reach viewers and fans and people that might be interested in seeing the show in a whole new way. I I think that's, that's great. Okay. One more thing that I'm really going to let you go, which is that I was <laughs> growing out over your furniture line. I am oh. <laughs> so I'm so impressed with the style for the price. And I would just love, like, I actually am like considering ordering a chair. I just have to measure and I'm not, I'm actually sort of traveling right now. I'm in my, my family's house in the Hamptons and I live in LA. Um, so I'm like, when I get back, I'm like, I want that chair. 
can you, when did you start that line? Can you share a little bit about it? Because I'm like, oh, this is a hidden gem that I just found. <laughs> oh, I'm it's glad you found it. So, um, really yeah, so <laughs> I, um, I started the shop because I realized that like so many people would watch the show or they'd see, um, you know, different houses that I highlight on my blog and they would be asking like, where do I get this? Where do I get this? And I didn't always have a great answer because a lot of the times the things were things that I had curated personally. And mm-hmm. I you know my look is, I, I don't know anybody else that has like the California casual look that I have and that I use consistently for all of my clients and in my own home. And so I was like, you know what, I'm just going to start a shop where mm-hmm. if I use something, then I'll put it in the shop so that when people ask where I got it, I can just link them directly there and they too can have it. So whenever I use something in a project, whether it's a rug or a chair um, or like a piece of decor or uh, I use so many plants. So planters like that you put a plant in, that's a big thing. Um, Lighting, all these things that I use on a day-to-day basis, I just keep adding them and adding them. And um, it's just an easy way for people to kind of replicate the look that they see because I mean, it's hard. It's hard to pick things. I do it for a living. And I know a lot of people don't have the time to go through and curate an entire house full of things that look good together. And so that's, that was kind of the idea behind it. And it's done really well. So thank you for, thank you for noticing it. <laughs> it's, oh no, like I'm, I'm doing, um, I'm going to be doing a Forbes roundup this month. And I'm, I'm like, Oh, that chair is going in it is like a fall must have. There was, um, oh my God, you have a few rattan chairs, but I'm, I mean, they really look, I have to tell you, like my mother-in-law has a lot of antique rattan chairs and they just, they're great dupes. Um, they yeah. just really impress me. So I just wanted to Aww. ask, well, I have you on, I'm going to ask you because this is just, it's really, really a great, um, a great shop. Um, thank Thank you you. so much for doing this. Um, I really, really appreciate it. I can't wait to watch this season. I'm sure everyone else is excited too. It's, it's such a great show. It's kind of funny, which I like just like, (laughs) I mean, listen, you don't want to make fun of someone's misfortune, but I mean, look, we can all laugh at a bad DIY job. (laughs) Well, and and the good thing is, is like there is a happy ending. We know there's a happy ending, so it's okay. You can laugh a little bit. I think that's yeah. the purpose of the show. Thank you to HGTV's amazing PR team for setting up that interview. I really appreciate it. Um, well, one down. That was a great one. You can catch Help I Wrecked My House on Saturdays. I think there's still one episode left if you're listening to this episode when it comes out. Um, And obviously you can watch it on their streaming platforms uh, or on demand. So definitely check that out. It's a fun, uplifting, happy show. And don't we all need that these days? Again, I'm Amanda Lauren. Thank you for listening.